So this is the picture that's, you know, the photosynthesis equivalent picture for um, just like the respiration one we had. So what we're looking at here in this diagram, this is the chloroplast. There are two major steps that occur in photosynthesis and you can see them here at the top. On the left-hand side, it says light reactions or the light dependent reactions. Remember, you can be taking notes while, while I'm talking. And we call them the light reactions or the light dependent reactions because they require sunlight in order for them to occur, okay? And then on this side, we have what we call the Calvin cycle, okay? We do not call these the dark reactions. Um, they do not require darkness. They can happen all day long, all night long. It doesn't matter um, when, they, when they occur. But the light reactions can only happen during the day when the sun is out. Okay, so that's, that's the difference between the two. The light reactions feed the Calvin cycle. So the Calvin cycle cannot work without the light reactions happening. Right now, what, what, what's the point of this whole thing, right? Let me get a little um, marker here so I can draw something, okay? The, the entire purpose of this thing is to make sugars, okay? We wanna make sugar. That's the whole point of photosynthesis in general. So the sugars actually come from the Calvin cycle, okay? The Calvin cycle makes our sugars, but the Calvin cycle needs to be fueled by something. And what, what is this Calvin cycle being fueled by? It's being fueled by these two things here, okay? It's being fueled by ATP, which we already know, we've heard of ATP already. That's energy, cellular energy. And it's being fueled by NADPH. This looks very, very similar to a compound that we saw in respiration called NADH. It's the same exact thing. NADPH is the same thing as NADH, except it has a phosphate in it, which is what the P is for, but it's the same compound. It does the same exact job. It has the same exact function. And if you remember what NAD did, it is an electron carrier. I'm trying to write this as best I can on a mouse. So deal with me here. It's an electron carrier. Okay, carry, uh, where's my, oh, I could just do a text, but that's okay. It's an electron carrier. So these electrons that we're gonna get, these energy molecules, these ATP molecules that we're gonna get are going to feed the Calvin cycle, which is then gonna make our glucose, okay? That's the point. But where did we get the ATP? Where did we get the NADPH? Where did we get these electron carriers? Where did we get the energy? We got them from the light reactions, okay? So that's what we wanna do first. We wanna talk about these light reactions first. We wanna see how we get the ATP, how we get the NADPH, and then we can look at the Calvin cycle um, and figure out how it makes glucose, okay? The light reactions for us, for our purposes, is gonna be the, the more difficult piece because we're not gonna take too much of a look into the Calvin cycle. We're just gonna take like a vague kind of overview of what's going on instead of deep diving into it. The Calvin cycle is very much like the Krebs cycle. It's very um, complex, lots of different reactions happening. Um, and we don't need to know it in detail. That's more for an AP course or something like that but we wanna understand the light reactions. 
Okay, so let's let's dive into that. Any questions so far? Anybody have any questions? <clears throat> okay. So let's take a look at this picture first here and see what goes in and what comes out. All right, so let's see what goes in the light reactions, what comes out of the light reactions. So going into the light reactions, number one is sunlight. Okay, the first thing we see is the sunlight going in. The second thing we see is water going in. Okay, and the things that are coming out, okay, we have oxygen coming out. And then we have our molecules that we need for the Calvin cycle. Okay, so we got two things going in, sunlight and water. And we all know that those are two things that plants need, right? If you don't um, give a plant sunlight, it's gonna die. If you don't give a plant water, it's gonna die. So what we wanna do is we wanna learn why. Why does the lack of water kill a plant? Why does the lack of sunlight kill a plant? That's what we're gonna learn by the end of this little lesson. And what comes out is two things that we need to use to make the glucose and then a waste product. This is, this is like um, the equivalent of waste for a, for a plant, which is the oxygen, which is what we need, right? We need the oxygen as, as human beings, we, uh, we breathe that in and we need that to survive, okay? So things that go in, sunlight and water, things that come out, oxygen, ATP and ADPH, right? That's what comes out of the light reactions, okay? So now we have to take a look at where this occurs. So we wanna know where these different uh, processes occur. And you can read this stuff. You should have read this on your own um, already. So I'm just gonna go down to this picture, um, which basically I'm gonna talk about everything that was just you know up here in the text, okay? But I'm gonna talk about it on this picture. So what we see here, is we are taking a look at the thylakoid, okay? Go back to this picture one sec, okay? This big green thing here is the thylakoid. Those are the stacks of plates that we saw in the picture of the chloroplast from the last lecture, okay? And this is where um, the light reactions occur. The Calvin cycle is not inside of the thylakoid. The Calvin cycles in the liquid in between these thylakoids, which we call the stroma. Okay, but we'll get to that in a sec. So the light reactions happen inside of the thylakoid. Okay, so here is a picture of a chloroplast right here. And you see all these little thylakoids, all these little stacks of plates, these little green discs. What we're taking a look at is we're gonna take a look at one disc of these thylakoids. And that's what this is. That's what this picture is here. This picture is a picture of a thylakoid. This is one plate in the stack of plates. And what we see, we, we wanna understand some of these things that are in this picture. We already know some of these things actually, which is good because of respiration, right? We, we looked at um, um, the electron transport chain. This looks very much like the electron transport chain. Actually, if I, if I get a picture of the electron transport chain, you could see really clearly that it looks very much. Remember, if you guys remember this picture, this is what we looked at. We looked at this picture for the last chapter and we saw, you know, um, RNA DHs and they gave up electrons and they moved this way and they were hydrogen atoms and that, that spun our, 
our ATP synthase, which made ATP. We're looking at that basically again in a plant, but a plant version, okay? So what we have here is we have our an electron transport chain of sorts, and we have an ATP synthase, and that ATP synthase does the exact same thing. It makes ATP, right? And that's one of the things that we want, right? Let's Let's remember from that picture that I showed you a moment ago up here, what are the things that we want? We want ATP and we want electron carriers. So if we go down here, we could see those things. I'll, I'll circle them for you so you can see them. We want ATP and we want electron carriers. Okay, so let's let's take a look at how that actually occurs. Okay, so the, the one major difference in between photosynthesis and respiration is that there's something called chlorophyll. We talked about that, it's a green pigment. And that green pigment, chlorophyll, is going to absorb sunlight, okay? If you take a look, there are these two large purple proteins that are embedded in the thylakoid. And these are called photosystems. Photosystem one, which is the one on the right-hand side here of this picture, and photosystem two, which is on the left-hand side of our picture, okay? What a photosystem is, it's basically a collection of chlorophyll, right? So the chlorophyll, the green pigment is only gonna be found in these photosystems. They're not gonna be found anywhere else in the, in the thylakoid or anywhere else in the plants. They're only found in these photosystems. And these are the mechanisms that are going to absorb our sunlight. So if we take a look at the picture, we see these little yellow squiggly lines that are hitting our photosystems. And those little squiggly lines are light energy. They represent light energy. And light energy comes in the form of a photon. So light energy comes in the form of photons. That's the same kind of light energy that it gets absorbed by like a solar panel, okay? And these photons, during the daytime when the sun is out, shine down from the sky and penetrate the leaves or whatever's green on the plant. And that energy hits these photosystems. And what happens with the energy from the sun is it causes the chlorophyll to get excited. And when chlorophyll gets excited, it releases electrons, okay? So over here in photosystem one, the sunlight hits this photosystem, excites the uh, chlorophyll inside, and that causes the chlorophyll to release two electrons. Okay, so now this photosystem has lost two of its electrons, so it's missing two electrons. Okay, now I, I use this weird analogy, but it, it sometimes works, and I'll use it for you as well. I used it for the other classes, and it kind of worked. Okay. Imagine you're walking down the street and you get hit by a bus and your shoes fly off of your feet when you get hit by the bus. You're okay, luckily, but your shoes completely fly off, okay? So I'm just going to use Trace as an example. Trace is walking down the street, he gets hit by a bus and his shoes fly off, okay? The bus is the sunlight. Trace is a chlorophyll molecule and his shoes are electrons, and when he gets hit by the bus, when he gets hit by the sunlight, 
his shoes fly off and they end up here in this electron transport chain. So now we have a shoeless trace in this photosystem one. Does that make sense? Everyone follows me so far? Trace's shoes are, are gone and Trace's shoes are gonna move down this electron transport chain and his shoes are gonna be used to make NADP into NADPH because we use those electrons kind of like glue, right? Those electrons cause bonds, they form bonds. So we're gonna take two H's and we're gonna put the two electrons in between the NADP and the H's and they're gonna connect the NADP with the, NA, with the H to make NADPH. So we have a shoeless trace in photosystem one. Trace is okay, but trace doesn't like to be shoeless. Trace likes to have shoes. So we wanna replace Trace's shoes somehow, okay? So that's where we go to photosystem two, okay? Photosystem two is just like photosystem one. Um, and what's happening here is light is hitting the photosystem. It's exciting and a chlorophyll molecule. And there's a chlorophyll molecule in here that's going to lose its electrons. So this is like somebody else down the road getting hit by a bus and losing their shoes, okay? But the thing is, the person that loses their shoes over here in photosystem two, their shoes get put into this electron transport chain and those shoes get brought over to photosystem one and replace the ones that Trace lost. So Trace gets new shoes, okay? Whoever was over here, I'm, all, I'm looking at my screen and the first person Libby, so that's why I'm picking on Libby. Libby gets hit by the bus down the street and her shoes fly off and they end up in tr at Trace. So Trace gets new shoes. They just happen to be Libby's shoes, but now he has his shoes back. But now Libby has no shoes over here. So we want to replace Libby's shoes as well. She's all right. She didn't get hurt by the bus either. She just lost her shoes. And now we have replace her shoes. We have to replace the electrons lost by these chlorophyll molecules in photosystem two. And that's where water comes in, okay? Water, 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 okay? H2O. H2O is gonna be used for lots of things right now, okay? If we took H2O and we take it apart, right? If we split water molecules, what we're gonna get is we're gonna get two H's we're gonna get an H, we're gonna get an H, and we're gonna get an O, okay? The thing that's holding the H to the O and this H to the O is one electron each, right? Each hydrogen has one electron. So if we remove the H from the O, we can then take their electrons from them and we can give them back to Libby who lost her shoes a moment ago because of the sunlight energy that hit her. And when we do that, we have essentially, you know, deconstructed this water molecule. This oxygen leaves as a waste product since it's not attached to the water anymore. So that oxygen leaves as a waste. And these H's start to build up in this space because this is continuously happening, right? As long as sunlight is there hitting the plant, Electrons are being lost. Electrons are being replaced by water. Water has to break down, right? So this space is constantly filling up with H's because we're constantly breaking water molecules down 
to replace the electrons lost due to the energy of the sun. And we're constantly, and these plants are constantly releasing water, um, oxygen molecules, okay? Once we get enough H's to fill up this thylakoid space, there becomes a higher concentration of hydrogens inside and a less concentrations of hydrogens outside. And if we, if we remember diffusion, things like to go from where they're higher to where they're lower. So these H's want to leave. These H's don't wanna be where they're higher anymore. They wanna to go to where they're lower. But the only way out for the H's is through this exit through ATP synthase. So these H's start to leave. They start to flow through the ATP synthase because they're building up inside. And once they build up too much, they wanna leave and they leave through the RATP synthase. And when they do that, it causes the ATP synthase to turn, if you remember that from the last chapter. And when the ATP synthase turns, it makes ATP. So what we've done is we've taken electrons from chlorophyll by using light as, a, as energy, right? So we needed the electrons from the chlorophyll. And the only way to get them is to excite them. We used sunlight to excite the uh, chlorophyll so that they would release their electrons. And they did. And when they release their electrons, those electrons are used to make NADPH, which are, are our electron carriers. And those NADPHs go to the Calvin cycle. To replace the electrons that we lost, because we don't want to keep losing electrons all the time, because if we do and we don't replace them, the chlorophyll will break down and then the plant, the leaf will die and then we won't get any uh, photosynthesis. But if we replace the electrons, we can keep doing this over and over and over again. So the way we replace the electrons is by watering the plant. Okay, and when we water the plant, the plant breaks the water into its parts. It steals the electrons from water to replace the electrons in the chlorophyll that we took from the, to make the NADPH. It releases the oxygen as a waste and it uses the, the buildup of these hydrogen ions inside the thylakoid space to turn our ATP synthase to give us ATP, which also goes to the Calvin cycle. So this is why the plant needs light and this is why the plant needs water. If we don't give the plant light, the electrons are never going to come off of the chlorophyll and we will never make NADPH, which will never go to the Calvin cycle, which is where the sugar is made. If we, don't, if we stop giving the plant water, but we continuously give it light, right? So let's say, we, um, let's say we have a plant, we keep it on the windowsill, it gets plenty of sunlight every day, but we forget to water it for three weeks. It's not, it doesn't die immediately, it dies after three weeks because the, the, the plant is holding water, there's water in this, there's residual water in the soil. Um, so the plant can actually last because it has water in its, in its tissues for those, you know, week or two weeks or whatever it is. But once the plant runs out of water and continuously gets sunlight, we're continuously taking these electrons out, but, but we're not going to replace them. And if we don't replace the sun, uh, if we don't replace the electrons taken away due to the sunlight, then the, the plants, the, the leaves um, wilt 
the plants, uh, the leaves turn color, they stop being green, they start to turn yellow, brown, okay? So that's what happens if we stop giving it water, okay? So if we stop giving it light and we stop giving it water, we're essentially stopping the production of ATP and we're stopping the production of these electron carriers, which are needed in the Calvin cycle to make the actual glucose. Any questions on that? That's, this is the most complicated part of this unit, the light reactions. No one has any questions. Okay, let me show you a, let me show you a quick video. dramatic. The process of photosynthesis produces ATP from ADP and PI by using the energy from light to excite electrons that are passed along an electron transport chain. Coupled with the transfer of electrons is the pumping of hydrogen ions and the splitting of water molecules. The following complexes are found in the photosynthesis Okay, so I'm gonna pause this and talk while um, I can. So this is what we just looked at, right? This is a thylakoid membrane. We have a photosystem here, we have a photosystem here, and we have ATP synthase. She's gonna, the narrator is going to say some terms that you do not know and I do not require you to know. The only thing I require you to know is photosystem one, photosystem two, ATP synthase, chlorophyll, photon, whatever I talked about. If you see some long-term or long chemical name, you do not have to worry about it. This is electron transport chain. Photosystem two, cytochrome B6F. You don't have to know that. Photosystem one, ferrodoxin NADP reductase. Do not worry about that. And the complex that makes ATP, ATP synthase. In addition to the complexes, three mobile carriers are also involved. Plastoquinone QB, plastocyanin, and ferrodoxin. Other key components include photons. That's light energy. Chlorophyll molecules. Protons. Water. Molecular oxygen. NADP and the electrons to form NADPH and ADP and PI, which combine to form ATP. Photosynthesis occurs in the chloroplasts of plants and algae. The process Okay, is so here is a chloroplast and we can see through it in this diagram, which is pretty cool. And what we see here, these are stacks of uh, thylakoids, which we call a grana. Okay, a stack of thylakoids is called a grana, G-R-A-N-A, that's in the notes. And if you take a look here in this area, you can see these little blue and yellow dots. Those are the things that we were just looking at. Those are the photosystems, those are the ATP synthases and things like that embedded in their membranes. So they only drew them in this one area, but they are on every single one of these. Now, you have to remember that these um, thylakoids 
you can see how many of them there are in one chloroplast, right? We, we have hundreds of thylakoids in one chloroplast. We have hundreds of chloroplasts in one cell and we have billions of cells in one leaf. So if you think about the size of a tree and how many leaves are on a tree or a plant or you know a shrub, you can imagine how many of these there are and how many of these little units of um, photosystems there are and ATP synthases there are. There are billions and billions and billions and billions of these things that are constantly doing this process during the daytime. Okay. Chloroplasts. Like its mitochondrial counterpart, the chloroplast electron transport chain consists of several protein complexes and mobile. Okay, so I'm going to mute her a little bit. So now here's the process, okay? The process is starting. And what we see up here, we see this little yellow glowing dot. This is a photon. This is energy from the sun. This plant has absorbed a photon. Now remember, green is gonna absorb photons better than other colors, right? That's why green plants make uh, their own sugars. The red portions of plants don't, the, the blue, whatever other color plant, uh, part of the plant doesn't. So this photon is gonna be absorbed by chlorophyll and it's going to excite the chlorophyll and it's going to excite it so much that it's going to lose its electrons. It's like, gonna, it's gonna lose its shoes if it gets hit by a bus. Right, so everybody watch. First, a photon of light hits a chlorophyll molecule surrounding the okay, photosynthesis complex. There. That's the excitement of the chlorophyll that is transferred through neighboring chlorophyll molecules. And eventually, it's going to get so excited when this energy reaches the reaction center embedded that it's going in to lose an electron. Two, Look how excited it gets. An electron is released. Boop, and the reaction center chlorophyll contains electrons. Okay. It does this twice when excited. One right. photon two electrons. is needed to excite each of the Just electrons like you would lose two chlorophyll. Get so excited, and it's going to Once lose excited, another electron. Two electrons are transferred okay. to plastoquinone QB. The so now those two period. electrons need to be replaced. And the way we're going to replace them is by taking water molecules apart. Okay, And they're going to show you that in a moment. So up here, okay, this is a water molecule right here. Okay right here, this white, this big white circle here with these two little like pink circles on it. H2, right? Those two little pink circles are two H's and then the big one is oxygen, okay? We're gonna take this apart. And when we take it apart, you're gonna see the electrons that are holding them together. There's one, okay? It replaces the one that was lost and it's gonna happen again, two, and it's gonna replace the one that was lost, okay? Now, these big white circles are oxygens. When this happens to two water molecules, two of these oxygen molecules bond together to form O2, which is what you breathe, and they get released from the plant. Okay, you breathe O2, you don't breathe straight up oxygen. So you can see, see how this has become uh, joined up? So two oxygen molecules, when, when two waters are taken apart, two oxygens bond together, and then they leave the plant so that you can breathe them in. But we've taken those electrons and replaced them here. So now the original electrons that we lost from the sun are right here and they're gonna be passed down the chain. 
right. We're going to pass down the chain. Here they go. I'm just going to skip over, skip forward a little bit. Okay. And here's the other photosystem. The same thing is happening to this photosystem at the same exact time. Okay. A photon. We're going to see a photon somewhere coming over. There it is. Okay. okay I'm just going to back up. Here it is. Here's the photon right here. Okay. That photon is coming. It's more light energy. It's hitting our chlorophyll. It's exciting it. We're going to see the chlorophyll in the middle lose an electron because of how excited it gets. But this, this one here is one of the replacements from the other photosystem that was downstream. Okay. So it's this constant refreshing um, line of electrons from water. Okay. Now these electrons are going to be used to put a hydrogen onto NADP, which makes NADPH. And this NADPH can go to the Calvin cycle. And here is our ATP synthase. And these hydrogens that came off of the water, okay, all the way um, at the beginning when the water split and the oxygen left, the H's were building up. All those H's that were coming off of the water were building up. And now they're moving through our ATP synthase. And you can see the ATP synthase turning. Okay, I'm just gonna back up a little bit. You can see the ATP synthase turning here. And when that turns, it creates ATP. And this ATP and this NADPH, this NADPH, this ATP can be used in the Calvin cycle. Okay. Hopefully that's, that's fairly clear. If you have any questions, now is the time to ask them. There's a quiz down here that you should take. Okay, you have to get 100 in order to, to see the rest of the um, lesson. Okay, you, you can't click forward on your end unless you get the questions right. Okay, so I would suggest you take those and because uh, those questions could possibly show up on the test. You never know, who knows? Okay, any questions before I go on to the Calvin cycle? Because we're almost done. Okay. All right. So the Calvin cycle, again, here's that, that picture that we had from the, from the beginning, this whole structure here is a chloroplast. The light reactions occur in the thylakoid. The Calvin cycle occurs in the liquid in between the thylakoids. Okay. Which we call the stroma. Okay. So this is the liquid in the stroma. This is the Calvin cycle. Now the Calvin cycle is very in depth and very complicated, but we're not gonna, we're not really gonna look at it too in-depthly. We're kind of gonna look at it like we like we looked at it, uh, the Krebs cycle, okay? What we wanna know about the Calvin cycle is what goes in and what comes out, okay? What goes in to the Calvin cycle is carbon dioxide. Okay, what goes into the Calvin cycle is carbon dioxide. What comes out of the Calvin cycle is what we call G3P. And G3P is basically half of glucose. It's one half of glucose, okay? Let me write that down, one half 
of glucose is called G3P, okay? So what's going in is, I'll write it up here, okay? What's going in is three carbon dioxide, CO2s. Three CO2s are going in, okay? Three CO2s are going in and half a glucose is coming out. We don't want half a glucose, right? We want a full glucose. So you, anybody wanna take a guess at how many times we have to do the Calvin cycle to get one glucose molecule? Two. Anybody? If we get through, if we do the Calvin cycle once, we get half a glucose. So how many times do we have to do the Calvin cycle to get one full glucose? Two times. Somebody call it out. Two times. I'm gonna call on someone. Two times. Uh, let's see, Justin. Sorry, could you say the question again? What do you think? How many times do you have to do the Calvin cycle to get one glucose? Twice. Where'd you go? What? Twice. Did you answer? I can't hear you. I don't think he can hear us. Two times. He said twice. Put it up. Put a put a, put a finger up. Oh, two. Okay, good. Oh, did I? I don't hear you guys. For some reason you're not muted, but I can't hear you. So the answer is twice, right? We have to do the Calvin cycle twice to get one glucose because one turn of the Calvin cycle only gives us half of a glucose, which is called a G3P. So if we added three carbon dioxides to get half a glucose, that means we have to add another three carbon dioxides to get the other half of glucose, right? So in reality, we're gonna get six CO2s is going to yield one glucose molecule the Calvin cycle, okay? Six CO2s are gonna yield one glucose. Now, if we take a look at this picture, we could see that the energy that we made and the electron carriers that we made are being used to cause this conversion, right? So let's, let me just clear all this drawings for one moment, okay? If we take a look up here, my carbon dioxides are going in and those carbon dioxides are being added to a compound. That compound's being altered. As we alter that compound in this cycle, we're getting half a sugar. We don't wanna really go into what's being altered. It's not really important and it'll just be a, a pain in the butt for you guys to do it, right? But look what's happening. We are, we've added three carbon dioxides and we used six ATPs here. We used three ATPs here and we used six electron carriers here. Now this is one turn of the Calvin cycle. So if we had to do this twice, if we did everything twice, what did we do? We used six CO2s. We used, on this picture, we have nine ATPs being used, but we have to double that. So we used 18 ATPs. That's a lot of energy. Okay, and we used on the picture six NADPH, but we have to double it because we have to do it twice. So that's 12 NADPH. 
lot of electron carriers, and that will give you one glucose. Okay, so using six carbon dioxides with 18 ATPs and 12 NADPHs will give you one glucose. Where did the 18 ATPs and the 12 NADPHs come from? The light reactions. Okay, all of that energy, all of those electron carriers came from the light reactions that we just talked about. That's a lot of energy and a lot of electrons. Okay, so it's really important that, that those light reactions continuously happen all the time throughout the day, right? This happens more when there's more sunlight, right? That makes a lot of sense. And that's why you see greener plants in the spring and in the summertime. What do you notice about those particular months of the year, especially in the Northern Hemisphere? The sunlight is um, more frequent during those particular times of the year. We have longer days, right? In, uh, you know, between um, Mar the late March, April, May, June, July, August, you have between, uh, what is it? It's like the longest day of the year is like 14 hours in the summer. Okay, and like uh, a normal spring day is probably gonna be between eight and 10 hours of sunlight, okay? So you're getting lots and lots of sunlight. You know, some, a lot of times more than, more than half the day is gonna be sunlight during those months. And then in the winter time and in the fall, you're gonna have between, you know, like the shortest day of the year, you only get like six or, or six to eight hours of sunlight in, in, in like late December, okay? And that's gonna hurt the plant's ability to make uh, sugars. Right. If you don't have, um, if you if you if you're going from 14 hours to eight hours of sunlight, okay, you you're cutting down that that production of energy and that production of electron carriers by half. So that means you're only going to make half the amount of glucose. That's if you get the proper amount of water. Okay, so you that that makes a lot of that should make a lot of sense to you now why plants suffer in the fall and the winter and they flourish in the spring and the summer. I mean, that, that is common sense and we all know um, that sunlight and water help plants and that's when you have the most sunlight and water. But now I hopefully you understand more of like a chemical basis of why plants um, work that way. Uh, that, that's based, that was the goal of, of the lesson was to have you guys understand why those two things, water and, and sunlight were important because you're making these ATPs, you're making these NADPHs and this Calvin cycle needs those things in order to make the glucose. And if you cut, if you cut off this ATP and you cut off the electron carriers, you're not going to make the sugar. If you reduce the amount of ATP, you reduce the amount of electron carriers, you're going to reduce the amount of sugar. Okay. And just like an athlete, if you don't, if you don't fuel that athlete as well, it's not going to perform as well. Right. If you, if you feed an athlete a certain diet, and then you only give that athlete half the nutrition, um, th there's potential for that athlete to only, you know, um, perform half as well, right? If you think about it. And that's what's happening to the plant, right? The plant is being fully nourished in the spring and the summertime. And it's like being, it's almost like being half nourished in the winter and the fall. And, and that's why they suffer. That's why they lose their leaves. That's why um, their leaves turn different colors and fall off, things like that. All right, so, I'm going to stop it there. Um, we're going to have our exam um, on Thursday. No matter if we're in class or not, it's going to be on Kia, so it doesn't matter where you are, but that's where we're going to take it.
hopefully we're on campus. Hopefully this, uh, this pipe gets fixed. Um, your summary is also due that day. So just to recap what, what should be in the summary, the summary should have um, what photosynthesis is. It should have uh, parts of the chloroplast. It should have a description or a, um, a summary of the light reactions and the Calvin cycle. Um, and that's gonna be due the day of the exam as well. All right, everything is posted where it needs to be posted, right? All the assignment center stuff is up to date and that's gonna be it. I will post, I, I recorded this lesson, so I'll, I'll post it um, on Google Classroom for you to look it over if you, need, if you need it or if you showed up late. All right, so enjoy the rest of your day and hopefully I'll see you in class on Thursday.